would like to welcome our audience to our first episode of Navigating Chaos. Thank you so much for joining us. We really have no clue who you're going to be. Nope, no clue at all. No clue. <laughs> we don't know who's going to want to listen to us because, well, it doesn't happen at home. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. So I'm Amanda Cates. Uh, I am the director of children's ministry here. And I am Samantha Lusher, and I am the director of the special needs ministry, which we call Wonderfully Made. We have a lot of fun working together, working with our other partners in crime, cohorts, any of those things will fit. A lot of people wonder how long we've been doing this. I know for me, I don't know my start date. It, it, like, did it start when I first started volunteering? Did it start when we planted a campus and I went out there to do children's? Did it start when I came back to Fairview Heights campus and started actually getting paid? I don't know. What, what is the start date there? I usually round it out and say like 10, 11 years now. So I think that works. Yeah. Well, for me, it's a little bit different because I think I was like hunted down. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> hunted down to be a volunteer. I think it was 2014. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So it went from volunteering to on staff yeah. to eventually my job that I'm at now. So hunted down to volunteer. What on earth does that mean? Does that happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost to the fact where like I would avoid trying to bring my kids to children's ministry. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like dodging people. No, no, do not make eye contact. <laughs> is that person still here today? No, that person okay. is not still here. <laughs> we do still operate the same way, though. <laughs> so just so you know, if you come to Christ Church where we work and you bring your children in, you might be put on a list. <laughs> yes. We do have a list of, of people that we are continually trying to recruit. Um, yeah, if you ever get asked to go to coffee with any of us, you should probably be scared. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big red flag. No. <laughs> it's definitely a warning. <laughs> but it's because we see some potential. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we don't... Um, I mean, we want to get to know the families that we're serving, and, mm -hmm. and we want to be able to minister to the kids in our ministries better by getting to know their environments. But definitely, if, if we're seeking a parent out, it's because we, we see potential that there's something with them or their circumstances, their life, that could help connect kids with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even if you've had no background in ministry at all, or yeah, you know, never even attended church before, you know, here's the deal: <laughs> people, people always say, "I can't volunteer. I don't know the Bible." Uh, do Do you think the kids know the Bible? No, they're coming here to learn it. May as well learn it with them. I mean, 
I feel like I kind of had the best of both worlds there because I didn't feel equipped, but I was learning right along with them. Right? God never calls you to something he hasn't already equipped you for. Right. We just really, really try to listen to see if he's calling people (laughs) and help them get connected if he is. That's how we fill our ministry. It's true. There, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason sometimes. It's just like, oh, that looks like there's yep. potential there. Yep, absolutely. And for my ministry, I think you have to be kind of a, um, a special kind of crazy. Because, <laughs> because it, you never know what to expect on a Sunday with, with special needs kids and adults. Yeah, I mean... You don't know what a child's going to walk in with, what their morning was like, right. if if anything's been adjusted throughout the week. Right. There's definitely a lot of things to think about, and that's why um, like we are in communication with parents all the time. That way we know about med changes, you know, if yeah. they didn't sleep last night, like all of those things are going to affect how they are when they're with us, mm-hmm. and we want to be sensitive to that and understanding. But it's also an absolute blast every single Sunday and Wednesday, for sure. Yeah, you guys are definitely always laughing. I mean, even if it is as you're running from one side of the building to the other, well, it, there's always a smile. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes it's just because there's no other option. You have to laugh it off <laughs> sometimes so you don't cry. So, <laughs> Being in ministry with kids is really a lot like parenting. It is. Like, sometimes you, it's either just laugh it off or cry it out. It's true. Yeah. But I do think one of the perks of volunteering with children as opposed to being a parent is that you, for some reason, God just gives you more patience to deal with, with other, other children. children. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, that is so true. How how can I put my child and a child exactly like them in the same room mm-hmm. and have more affinity for the other child than I do my own sometimes? It's yeah. true. It's yeah. got to be God. It, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what do you think, what, what is your favorite part of working in children's ministry? So... I think my favorite part is when I get reminded of the why we do this. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then um, we'll just get a kid who who comes in here from absolutely nowhere. I mean, there's no reason that this child should be in this building. It's I had one once who uh, he was he was a first grader. He could not read or write yet. And he was just kind of wreaking havoc in his small group, mm-hmm. and he couldn't um, he couldn't focus, and then he would act out because he was trying to draw attention away from the fact that he couldn't read or write yet. And so I literally just stepped in, removed him from the small group. We went aside and learned, like worked on reading mm-hmm. together. And he came here for a couple months. He was um, placed in an emergency foster situation. And so it was really only for a few months. And then he was back with mom. And I've never seen him again. But I remember that 
as we were working on reading, he said, it was probably like our fourth week in. He goes, you know, nobody else does this. I said, nobody else does what? He goes, nobody else, like, helps me. I was like, oh, that's, that's so sad. Uh-huh. And then the last week that he was here, we had made bracelets that were supposed to have little pieces of paper that kids wrote something on to remind them of the lesson that week. And he gave me his. Aww. He wanted me to have that. I still have that. It's been, that was probably my first year as our children's director, so it's been 10 years Mm -hmm. since then, and I still have it hanging on one of the boards in my office. That's awesome. Because that's that's the why. Like, he he had so little hope, and and he was in just bad situations, and somehow God got him here, and I got to spend a little time with him, and... I got to plant some mustard seeds. Uh-huh. And hopefully, I, I will never know if they grow or not. But hopefully they do. And uh-huh. hopefully there's a harvest for him someday. Yeah, I love that we have the opportunity to make an impact. Because whether they come here once or whether they come here every week, if they only come here once, that might be the only time that child ever hears about Jesus. Yep. And we have to be intentional and in making time and letting them know that God loves them and we love them. Every week matters. For sure. Yeah. I think I think what I love about it, well, you were talking about, you know, kids that act out, kids that might give you a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Those are the kids that you get to see the most progress with. Right. And you get to see, like, okay, something was just going on, you know, for you. But that's that's not you. And you can really see that change in them over time. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that. Because whether you're in the two-year-old class and they can't sit still. <laughs> or, you know, or you're in the sixth grade class and they can't sit still. Yes. <laughs> or whether you're in a special needs room and your child just signed God for the first time. Yeah. While you're doing the Bible verse. Like, I absolutely love that. And I have that memory of one of our kids doing that for the first time when I was practicing the verse with him. And I was signing, and I am not good at sign language. I try. I'm trying to learn. But it was just the fact that I had not been able to connect with him Mm -hmm. until that that moment. And isn't that so cool? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're understanding more than you ever think they are. They really are, yeah. Yeah, and, and Jesus talks about kids in the Bible, and he says, blessed are those who believe like a child. Mm-hmm. And when you get to see Jesus through the eyes of a child as your job, I think faith becomes a little easier. Mm-hmm. I through, agree. At least through you know the, the tough times. Uh, it's it's easier to say, I know it's going to be okay, because I can see a three-year-old say, well, it's going to be okay, because God will see me through. Mm-hmm. And if a three-year-old can say it, then at whatever age I am, I should be able to say it. I agree. That's what's really cool about working with children, is that you kind of 
never totally lose that childlike wonder you know mm-hmm. you always you experience it every day and it's a part of you and yeah. we get to be silly and goofy with them and yeah we do <laughs> We do. And, you know, we don't, have to, we don't have to come to work and be adults every day. We kind of get to... Have fun. kids and have fun. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's some of the favorite parts of our jobs. Yes. Some of the hardest parts of our jobs can be a completely different story. Yeah, and I think there's definitely different parts that can be difficult throughout a given week or mm-hmm. a day, even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, children can give you a hard time, but I know for us, too, working in ministry, there's a lot of women here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women in children's ministry, yeah, there women really is. Working very closely together. Yeah. And that has its own challenges, too. It, it does. It's kind, of, um, it's kind of funny to watch how how we can um have fun mm-hmm. how we can grow together how we can put practicing grace into practice <laughs> there's a there's a lot of grace and and some days there's a lot of hormones mm-hmm. some it's days true. there's no emotion some days there's lots of emotions every now and then we may throw something <laughs> Or yell. Or yell. <laughs> I mean, we don't really throw breakable stuff. Like maybe a purse. Maybe a door slam. Yeah. But, you know, the funny thing is, is it's never really with a person. It's always a circumstance. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, it's, it's a struggle to fill ministry positions mm-hmm. um, when we're not in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger struggle when we are in a pandemic. I know for me, professionally, one of my biggest frustrations is, you know, we joked earlier about how, you know, we we make sure that we're listening to see if God's calling others. But when it's clear that God's calling someone Mm -hmm. and they will not heed that ping, as Reverend Shane would say, that's really frustrating for me. Because God, God could just be trying to change their life. And they're not answering that. And then when they don't answer that, why was God trying to change their life? Is it because it could have been going, he was going to use that to impact someone else? Mm-hmm. And now they, that adult didn't answer a ping, and now a child, a child isn't going to be impacted by that? non-answered ping right it could be a a domino effect in a positive way or a negative way yep I mean I had zero experience did not grow up going to church and I trusted God and he's made this huge impact in my life Mm -hmm. like it's completely 180 just because I said yes one time right yeah one time one time and just you know, say yes and see what happens. See well, what God can do. Because his, his first ping for you was not to come on staff full-time as the director of the special needs ministry. Not at all. So it was... <laughs> Had no clue. <laughs> right? His first ping was for you to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And through volunteering, you got to learn more. 
You answered that ping, you were faithful, he asked more of you. You answered that ping, you were faithful, he asked more of you. I mean, it's, it's a continual thing. And I'm not saying that everybody who answers their first ping is going to become, you know, a mega church senior pastor. Mm-hmm. That's not how that's going to go. However, God's going to use it to impact you just as greatly. It's just going to be on a, a different path. You, know, you can stay working in the corporate world your entire life and continue to answer every ping. Not everything is going to be a ping to ministry, mm-hmm. thankfully, because somebody has to pay the bills. That's right. <laughs> There's a, there's a place for everyone to be, mm-hmm. and that's what's really cool about working together and appreciating each other's strengths. Yes. Because like you said, not everyone's going to do one thing. Not everyone's going to be good at one thing. God has gifted us with different strengths. Yes. And it's been really cool, especially in a pandemic, especially um, adjusting mm-hmm. to new roles and doing two roles <laughs> at a time right because I'm not a teacher by trade I mean my our jobs our jobs do kind of lead us towards the teaching element mm-hmm. but um more in a a couple times a week role than a, a daily working with our own children role right and that's a different and then Every child learns differently. And so while we can plan for that in our small group settings and in our large group settings, uh, planning for that in our own homes and in our own structures personally Mm -hmm. is not uh, fun. I agree. (laughs) I'm glad my kids are all back in school. Same. I am also glad my (laughs) kids are in school. It was... um, It was definitely difficult because I have two kids in school, one's in sixth grade, one's in fourth grade, and they are completely different children. One is extremely outgoing, did not do well e-learning at all. And then my son, who is the fourth grader, he would make a tent under the kitchen table and take his Chromebook under there and be perfectly content Yes. Being, he's just an awesome little weirdo. I don't, (laughs) you know, (laughs) he's a weird kid. (laughs) We've had the same things, you know, having one um, graduate high school mid pandemic and then start college and having to figure out how she's going to learn best in the collegiate world and then whether or not she's going to be driving back and forth or, well, let's just say driving period. And then, I mean, you know, she was always my my late start on everything. So the fact that she didn't start driving until the Friday before she started college threw a whole new thing in in the mix for her. And then I have that social kid, too, who's a junior this year. And um, this whole A-B schedule that our school was doing or is doing, it just wasn't really working for him. Thankfully, we have baseball in the works, so he's actually all remote, which is the last thing I expected, but it's allowing him to focus on 
on getting schoolwork done on his timeline mm-hmm. and then being able to be with friends and and uh, get ready for his upcoming season since last season was cut so short. So that's working. And then a middle schooler <laughs> who, you know, was just fine being in his room. Mm-hmm. But then he would be FaceTiming all of his friends, and there was, like, like a whole little FaceTime group going on while Zoom is while going, is on. going on. And But it, it worked for them. And then, you know, having a first grader that lost that second half of kindergarten, where so they're getting reading down, that's been a real struggle. And I definitely, I definitely needed her in the classroom one-on-one with her teacher figuring out those learning things because... Out of all four kids, I know for sure my weakness is teaching anyone to read. Like, <laughs> like it's so funny because I connected with a little boy, mm-hmm. you know, decade ago with that, but not my kid. <laughs> well, also, I think kids have a hard time believing that we have any idea what we're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I, I know, like, trying to teach my daughter math. When, of course, they're doing weird common core stuff that we have no idea about. No idea. That's not how we learned it. And she's like, this is not how my teacher does it. Like, this is not how my teacher does it. And I'm like, but we can get the right answers. <laughs> right? And it doesn't take up a whole page. It's just yeah. a little equation that we can do and we can get the right answer. But she swore up and down that I had no clue what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So that is a, definitely a challenge when you have those uh, strong-willed kids. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For me, it's um, my kids will bring me writing assignments or science and mm-hmm. want help with that and then want to disagree with me over that. In my house, nobody goes to mom with math. It's just, it's just not something we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my strength. I could do math all day. But... That's great. I'll let them know. <laughs> Maybe I maybe I spoke a little too confidently there. <laughs> Don't come to mom with the math. Don't come to mom with the spreadsheet. <laughs> I do also want to mention that we both have very uh, strong-willed, red-headed children. Yeah. And that in itself is its own battle. Its own battle. Yes. Yeah. So battle. sometimes I just want to send them to your house or something. But um. Well, you know, that's a thought. I'm, I'm pretty full on redheads. One of the dogs is in that red category, too, so I'm Well, good. especially when our sixth graders like to uh, fight to the death. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Someone's crying. <laughs> I mean, if we shaved their heads, would they still technically be redheads? Like, would they maybe get along for a day? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> That is deep. That is to the bone. Yeah, maybe we'll be mother-in-laws together at some point. Oh, that's a scary <laughs> thought. Hopefully the redheads cancel each other out and we get like a nice, calm grandchild. There we go. Maybe that could happen. I mean... Or surely they'd be divorced. I don't know. Divorce <laughs> is not an option. It's not an option. <laughs> you made a commitment. That's right. <laughs> Stick it out. <laughs> Buy two different TVs. That's my advice. Absolutely. <laughs> two different TVs. That's a great plan. Yeah. I haven't thought of that one. Yeah. One upstairs, one downstairs. Make sure you have a multi-level floor. <laughs> that we don't have. So maybe that's where my 
trouble fly. You gotta finish the basement. There we go. <laughs> Waterproof. So I don't have to watch sports all day. Yeah. Netflix on your phone. I do watch Netflix on my I phone a lot of the time. <laughs> There's a lot of Gilmore Girls going on while sports are going well, on. Well, college baseball just started. Oh, yeah. So we actually had to purchase an ESPN Plus package or something we like that. We also have the ESPN yes. Plus package. So um, the unfortunate thing about that is while it did have every Miami game over the weekend, mm-hmm. for one of my boys, it did not have any Mississippi State games for my other boy. Mm. So... Um, Maybe ESPN will hear this. Yeah, ESPN, please. Can you please (laughs) televise the Mississippi State games for this mom? (laughs) I'm sure that's at the top of their to-do list. I mean, it would be greatly appreciated. (laughs) It would be nice. (laughs) That would be awesome. So in case any of you wonder what a, a working day for us looks like, this is kind of it. We kind of get together with uh, a certain topic in mind, and and we start with it, and then we kind of uh, rabbit hole away. Yes. We follow those rabbit trails a little bit, and then we circle back around and get back on topic, and, and we may stray away a few more times, but I think that's just kind of how the working mom brain works. It, yes, absolutely, because there, there's so many things going on in our head at one time. Uh-huh. That you can't. You right? can't stay focused on one thing. We always accomplish yes. what our goal is. Absolutely. There just might be a few, you know, world times we get issues. sidetracked. Yeah. yeah, we solve other worldly problems as well. Absolutely. All in one meeting. <laughs> it might be a two-hour meeting when it was only supposed to be an hour meeting. True, but if we really had something pressing that we had to get to, we would have ended on time. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Every now and then the kids get picked up like a minute late, but it's okay. They survive. They do. (laughs) They know what to expect at this point, so it's okay. They're like, oh, mom's just talking too much. It's okay. Yeah, and I feel like we all have a teacher at the school that knows that, you know, mom's probably working. It'll be fine. I mean, that's what builds character for your kids, right? I think so. (laughs) I mean, have you left one here at church yet? I lost one at church. Oh, you did. But she wasn't really lost, but she seemed lost. She, she was lost to me. Yes. Someone knew where she was. It just wasn't anyone that I asked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was unfortunate. It's, it's okay. But that only happens with staff children. That's right. We never lose children that are, you know, not staff children. No. We, we're actually pretty pretty regulated with their security for children that are not ours. That's true. We have good security. We really do. But then our own children, well, they kind of get... Entitled? Well, (laughs) there's that, but then bless their hearts, like, they do everything. They do. Like, literally, I think if we were all out sick one day and our children could come and do our jobs, they could probably pull off one day. I agree. Yeah. I mean, most of our kids are serving. Yes. Because they're here for every service. Yep. And most of them know the ins and outs of check-in and tech. Yes. I think they could. I think they could, too. They know where the supplies are in the classrooms. Mm -hmm. They know uh, what we do to sanitize the classrooms. 
because often they do it to help get home quicker. That's true. <laughs> after services. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think if this building was left to staff kids for one day, it would be just fine. Absolutely. And I think good ministry would still happen. It's true. Yeah. Because, and everyone knows them because they're here all the time. Yes. So... We may not even work. be missed if we skipped a day. I'm sure the kids wouldn't miss us. No. Maybe after a couple days they would. Maybe we should do a, like a mom's weekend and just put this theory to test. <laughs> I don't know if our pastor would agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm game, but <laughs> we might get fired after that. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> All right. We'll show up to work. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on our first official podcast of Navigating Chaos. And um, we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.